And above all, watch with glittering eyes the whole world around you, because the greatest secrets are always hidden in the most unlikely places. Those who don't believe in magic will never find it. Hello and welcome to episode 402 of Under the Cull of MS. This is the normal Tuesday Comics and MS episode. That was a little quote by Roald Dahl. And uh, we got a few good fun comics to check out today. Uh, Let's see here. We are going to start out with Hulk, number six. I mean, I'm going to stop probably here. I have a, this is by Marvel Comics, of course. Got a cool Carnage uh, cover with Hulk with Spider-Man shooting webs coming out of his hands. And he's got a Carnage style looking outfit that he's wearing or actually i guess that would would be a more of a spider-man related outfit just has that redness to it so it gives me get this carnage feel from it but he's got some pretty badass hulk web shooters which i don't think the hulk needs he can jump so far and so high he doesn't he can go where spider-man even can't go but uh yeah, this storyline, it's, it's pulling me in all different directions at the moment, kind of like it's doing to the Hulk. Bruce Banner has somehow managed to split the Hulk into three distinct parts. The Hulk's body has been turned into a starship. Banner's psyche pilots it from within the Hulk's mind. And the Hulk's psyche fuels the starship with his anger which Banner harnesses by locking the Hulk in the engine room and sending escalating levels of opponents for him to fight. Starship Hulk was pulled into an alternate reality by a version of Bruce Banner who never became the Hulk. This reality's Thunderbolt Ross used gamma bombs to turn the United States into an undisputed global superpower, with himself as president. After taking this reality's banner prisoner, Ross sent a horde of gamma-mutated abominations to attack the starship Hulk, forcing Bruce to turn up the pressure on the Hulk's psyche in order to generate enough power to win the fight. And now, something masquerading as Betty Ross has taken control of the starship cranking the engine room up to dangerous levels in an attempt to learn just how far the Hulk can be pushed before he breaks. Smashtronaut, the finale. So I don't want to ruin it because it is the finale. There's lots of things happening with all the different characters in here. This Betsy Ross character is freaky, freaky deaky. Uh, And we get the learn more about the Hulk's psyche and what this guy is going through while he's constantly defending what he believes is (laughs) what I assume he believes is reality 
but yet uh, he gets a taste of non-reality along with it. So it's like this poor guy is just constantly fighting a way to keep the this spaceship fueled for Banner to deal with all this stuff in another world that isn't his. And while another Banner's getting going through one hell of a time dealing with all that. And this is all going to lead into the Banner of War, the Hulk versus Thor storyline that's popping up next, which I did jump onto. But I wish I would have stopped this at issue six, because this is a good stopping point. But I think I might have seven and eight already ordered. So I might have to run it up to like number nine, because usually chunks of three is what the standard little runs, storyline runs happen to go through. And then sometimes they go four, and then the base storyline usually goes about six issues. That's why this would have been a good stopping point. But I, I like this run. It's very interesting. It's unique, that the way they did all this stuff. But yet, I don't like the way they're... <laughs> doing things with the Hulk and stuff. So I just keep going, bouncing back and forth. It's like, I like it. I don't like it. It's like the person inside me doesn't like it. The person reading it likes it. And just, I don't know. I just keep bouncing back and forth on it. But I think I'll stop definitely by issue nine. At the latest, eight or nine, we'll see what happens. And then we'll, down the line, if down the road, if I hear good things about what happened with the story, then I can always pick up the few I still need and probably find them in bargain bins. As you find many of the standard Marvel and DC runs, you'll find them in the dollar bins or like this weekend was free comic book day and I found one shop that had dollar comics but if you bought 10 of them then you got them for 50 cents a piece so, so that was an awesome deal I'm going to go back up there because they had a ton of long boxes priced that way but I just got so sick of dealing with all the people that were there but now we're going to check out Quad Sally by Behemoth I assume this is the fourth story could be the fifth i don't know i thought we were done with this run it was supposed to end at three then they brought a fourth comic and which i thought i read last time but that might have been the third one and this is the fourth one i'm not sure but in the last decades of the 21st century a massive solar storm hit planet earth destroying all technology in its way global communications were lost Nuclear reactors collapsed. The climate suffered the worst drastic changes and financial systems were gone. The survivors had to adapt to the harsh new reality. New societies were built over the ruins of those that crumbled. Four generations have passed. After a long and tiresome set, well, actually, Captain Lucas is one of the best pilots of the space colonies. Explorer Squad. After a long and tiresome set of missions, there's nothing he wants more than to go get home. 
The cockpit gets smaller and smaller each day that passes. Unfortunately, with a busted warp core, the ship can't really go anywhere. But there is hope. A signal. Sally is calling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, they got this signal. He's trying to find what's up with Sally, if she's alive and everybody's alright. And so they land on a planet, which ends up... They end up having a little problem on the way down and then they find the other ship and its crew and we see what the character does with everything and what's all happening on this planet and it is interesting but they don't go too deep into it and then it ends and it talks about the next issue so I am so lost on this that it does not have any numbering system. Even inside the cover does not have any any number for us to base this off of. So it's like even if you pick up the books randomly, you couldn't figure out which one was which. And that just drives me nuts. I mean, why would you do something like that? So I mean, I'll be able to figure it out by looking at my CLZ and all that stuff. But I want to be able to just grab a comic one day and decide whether or not to read it and know what the hell number it is. And if I want to read the whole run, I can put them in a order and read them that way. So it kind of bums me out because I like this storyline. I like what's going on, how they're giving us different characters, uh, explorations and kind of giving them, each their own little individual stories along the way and stuff in here. I mean, I don't think you really have to read this comic as a run. So that's why I guess they don't really have to number it. So you could just read them individually and enjoy it and go from there. But yeah, it says what happened before and it says what ha what's happening next. So it's like, give it a number. Be done with it. But yeah, that's a fun run, Quad by Behemoth. Very interesting space travel. Another oddball look at space travel. Not too, It's pretty much standard space travel stuff that they're coming across, but fun stories nonetheless. And then speaking of space travel, we got Saga, Chapter 58. This one, we still got Captain Druggy. She's out doing her little drug runs while the kids are being left with some purbos and some weirdos. And who knows what's happening. We're finding some little interesting little things that people didn't know about her travel partners. And It's still it's still an okay run. I, I I get somewhat what people see from this and why it's so well loved and followed, but yeah, it's not 
pulling me in. I mean, the story to me is kind of standard, standard space exploration, space pirates, space space jockeys, uh, with a little explicit sexual content thrown in your face along the way. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. I'm still way behind on the first half of the series run, and I gotta get the whole storyline complete completed before I can really make an opinion about the overall story. But I know a lot of people love love the saga run, and and it's good. But to me, it's not Star Wars. But yet, there's a bunch of shitty Star Wars runs, in my opinion, too. So, and you got the good with the bad, but this is just, it's it's what we expected out of this issue. We knew what was happening. She's off drug smuggling. We got to, she's got to do her little, turn her tricks to try and get her, Get her bills paid, get things settled, her debts settled, all that crap. And at the same time, putting highly wanted individuals into danger by leaving them with people that you have no idea who they are just to square away certain debts and things like that. I don't know. That kind of bugs me, but what you going to do? They write it, I read it. So, but yeah. Saga. By Image Comics. Chapter 58. That, 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 I guess that's another thing that kind of bugs me about Saga, why they call it chapters. Each issue is another chapter. It's not really a chapter, though. Because this chapter actually takes place in about four or five comics. So, it's like, why would you call it a chapter if it's more of a part of a storyline, not an actual full storyline? I don't know. Just have to see what happens. And next up, we got Strange by Marvel Comics. This is number two. The Dead State Date. The dead stay dead, so swears the harvest man. Alright. A few months ago, Earth's Supreme Sorcerer Supreme, Dr. Stephen Strange, was murdered. Murdered. With his death, the title and mantle of Sorcerer Supreme now belongs to his wife Clea Strange. This does not sit well with everyone. It shouldn't. I mean, why does she get the title all of a sudden? It just hands down to her? It's like, no, you should have to prove yourself to become the new Sorcerer Supreme. That's how everybody else had to do it, I thought. But but Clea will not relinquish this title anytime soon. At least not until she brings Stefan back from the dead. But new threats are forming around her. 
a gang called the Blasphemy Cartel is targeting innocent magical refugees. A new adversary, the Harvest Man, is trying to stop Clea from resurrecting Stefan. And now Clea must contend with a zombie version of the dead hero Thunderstrike. Yeah, it's this story. I still enjoy what's going on, but I just don't understand the whole handing down of the powers the way they did it. And that always a lot of stuff that happens in strange, strange's world is kind of goofy to me, but I'm not a magician. I'm not a sorcerer. So I don't know what all those rules are and stuff, but this Stefan Stevens' wife, I believe she changes forms in here in this storyline. I believe the other character is her and not a different person. So I don't know what she calls herself when she changes form who she is or what's going on why she has two different forms but i'm sure we'll find out down the road i know she has double sorcerer supreme powers or whatever and all that stuff we gotta make everybody more powerful than everybody before and they gotta always have extra things and more better and things and more better abilities and I don't know. I'd like to I was never big with the sorcerers and the magicians and all that, but this story pulled me in. I liked the first issue, the second one's got that whole yeah. Little Miss Attitude thing going on and all the crap that's happening around the whole sorcerer world. It's just it's turned into a mess at the moment. But I'm sure they'll fix things up and get us where we need to be and get the storyline to somehow maybe work its way into the third Doctor Strange movie or whatever. We'll see. See what's happening. I don't know if they had any other storyline for the Strange going on now that would possibly connect to the movie or something. I don't know. Then the final thing we're going to talk about, final comic group here, and this is a collaboration. This is X-Men Magic. Number one to four of four by Marvel Comics, Abnett, Lanning, and Sharp from the pages of Black Sun. Not a fan of the artwork. It's got so many different types of artwork in here that you just keep changing around so much. And it's got a lot of that photo esque realistic style artwork which kind of annoys me but we get to see this magic character that 
happens to be the and I suppose maybe I could give this read this little part so she tells me it all began in the realm of nightmare and that's chilling enough as it is because she doesn't mean the subconscious she means a real place a pocket dimension ruled by lord nightmare where all prowling sleep terrors are sired she worries me when she talks like that she's not the girl i once knew she said it was weeks ago time of course like matter and energy has a different meaning in the splinter realms that lie outside my own dependable clockwork cosmos but weeks will do. It was moonset. The stars had just ceased to weep blood, and things that were half thorn tree and half arachnid were scuddling away into the mist. And then the scream came. Uh, basically, Magic is the controller of Limbo, the place between Earth and hell and heaven and hell or whatever you want and she has to try and save all the realms of hell from some type of dark force that's trying to devour it and at the same time we get the deal we get a little uh, crossover with her boyfriend Kurt who is known as Nightcrawler the swashbuckling nightcrawler. And he's purposely on his own behavior gets sucked into this whole battle that's going on. And I like the story. I, I enjoyed the whole storyline and stuff. I hated the artwork. Not all of it. But a lot of the photorealistic style artwork. And uh, let's see if this little thing helps us at all. Amanda Sefton once lived the unusual life of a powerful sorceress, an ally to the uncanny X-Men. But now, after the events of Black Sun, she finds herself armed with a magical soul sword and stepping discs carrying on the legacy of magic, Guardian of Limbo. Eh, it doesn't really help us at all. But she has to get all these bigwigs from hell's different realms to kind of come together in one area and try and find a way to fight this menace of black dark icy shards of death that are coming to everybody and she has some plans and they have some of their own plans and of course you're going to have confrontations and have people fighting with other people along the way and we'll just it the story worked out good it was a Good four-page run, and they didn't think around. It's a nice little story, ongoing stuff, constantly happening, constantly going on, fights, everything, and 
getting through all these different realms and what's happening to them. It was enjoyable. I liked it. I liked this magic character. I'd like to know more about her. I never really, I don't think I've ever seen her before. It's like I know Nightcrawler, but I don't know if I really know the Kurt version of the Nightcrawler, the swashbuckling style version of the Nightcrawler. I'm so used to this new X-Men style stuff with these younger night Nightcrawler style characters. And like um, the one from the movies is based off like a Russian circus or something like that, I believe. But I always liked Nightcrawler, so when I seen him on the cover, I'm like, yeah, check this run out and see what happens. See who this magic character is, even though I don't really care for the X-Men comics themselves anymore. I, usually when I read them, I get really bored with them. I'd rather read the individuals like Wolverine and Nightcrawler and stuff like that. The characters that I do enjoy, the individual storylines instead of doing going back to the school and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, check that out if you like any of those characters. It was X-Men Mag- Magic. Magic. Number one to four of four by Marvel Comics. And... It was fun. Oh, we got a couple minutes left. Let's see. Speaking of Doctor Strange, went to go see Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse of Madness, or whatever the name is (laughs) of it, on Friday, the day after its release, which just so happened to be National No Pants Day. So you can just imagine how the theater was when I walked in there on National No Pants Day to come sit comfortably and watch a movie. But <laughs> can't kick a person out if it's a national holiday. So <laughs> oh. oh, that sucked. I just got watered. My mouth. I missed my mouth. <laughs> Dumped water. I thought I was, <laughs> my brain got confused because I'm holding the microphone and the water bottle, and my brain thought the microphone was the water bottle. So <laughs> as I was trying to put the water bottle to my mouth, my other hand decided to put the microwave, microwave <laughs> microphone to my mouth, and they collided, and I got a chest full of ice cold water <laughs> rolling down it. Ah, uh, yeah. One of those days. But yeah, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the collaboration of Sam Raimi. I'm glad he became part of it. Uh, you can see his influence throughout the movie. I'm not going to ruin nothing. I don't want to ruin it for people. Other than saying one thing. I hope... That this brings upon us a Franken-Castle, Franken-Strange crossover. (laughs) Whether it's in comics or in movie form. I would love to see something like that. You'll get it when you watch the movie, maybe. It's not a reference that'll poke out anything to you. Uh, 
But yeah, I wasn't big on the first Doctor Strange movie. I'm not big on the whole uh, Scarlet Witch. I never cared for that character. I felt she focuses too much on her family than anything else. She doesn't care about anybody but her and her her family and just doesn't care what happens to anybody else in the world. Well, she does her little things to make her happy. She's a very evil girl. But that's why I was never didn't really care for the WandaVision series and stuff. And it was fun seeing the transformation of time, the playing around with the different uh years of television and stuff, but the character never really grabbed me. Yeah. Other than that, I love the special effects. I seen it in a theater for that reason. And it worked out great. It was a lot brighter than the last couple movies. You could actually see what was happening during the events, which was nice and enjoyable. A lot of outside of things happening. So you're not stuck in these dark little areas, which I was afraid of with this being the multiverse of madness and having a sorcery and all that stuff and witchcraft that you might get into that darkness aspect. But yeah, great movie. Go check it out if you haven't. I'm running out of time for this segment. Get right back to you with the health segment right after this. All right. That's time for the MS health portion segment. I'm going to talk about some probiotics and whether or not they're beneficial to, to our hearts. Probiotics are live microbes that have certain health benefits. They may help restore healthy gut microbes, which can benefit many aspects of your health. I know it also depends on what prebiotics you're eating. So you got to have equality of probiotics and prebiotics to work themselves out to give you the best overall results if you're trying to focus on good gut health. There is good evidence that certain probiotics, particularly lactobacilli, can help reduce cholesterol. They do this by preventing cholesterol from being made and absorbed, as well as by helping break it down. So that's good, because you don't want to have it just absorb in and become fatty tissue. A number of studies have shown that certain probiotics can significantly reduce blood pressure, especially in people with high blood pressure. And so I've, I've been on high pre- blood pressure medication forever. Some jackass doctor that wouldn't listen to me about MS issues. Back in the day, and I never tested high, Every time I went in for any heart-related stuff, the doctors were like, you got a heart of an 18-year-old for being a big guy. And it's like, tested eyes come out fine and all that stuff, but he still put me on medication. Not like I had a choice. And then... If I denied anything or didn't want to do anything, then he'd fire me as a patient, and then he fired me as a patient anyways. 
that did a lot of good. But Although some individual studies show a beneficial effect, it is still unclear if certain probiotics can help reduce blood triglycerides. If inflammation occurs for a long time, it may contribute to heart disease. Certain probiotics can help reduce inflammatory chemicals in the body, which may reduce heart disease risk. But basically, probiotics are live microbes that have certain health benefits. There is good evidence that certain probiotics can reduce cholesterol, blood pressure, and inflammation. However, most of the study participants already had high blood pressure or cholesterol. Furthermore, not all probiotics are the same and only some may benefit heart health. Overall, if you have high cholesterol or blood pressure, certain probiotics may be useful in addition to other medicines, diet, and lifestyle changes. And definitely talk to your doctor while letting them know if you're on probiotics. And read up or listen to my chapters talking about probiotics and prebiotics, how they counteract together and work together and work stronger if you're doing them in the right amounts and don't have a high amount of one thing and lower of the other and the gut's not equaling itself out and working itself out. But talk about some foods that can help you heal. It's pretty much the outsides of the aisles. Skip all the rows. Stay away from the can and box foods and stuff. Stick with the fresher frozen stuff. And you can find a lot of goodies that will be beneficial for you, anti-inflammatory-wise and stuff like that. Leafy greens, like kale, spinach, arugula, mustard greens, Swiss chard, are packed with nutrients that decrease inflammation, enhance immune function, and improve wound healing, making them the perfect choice to promote recovery. They're also high in vitamin C, manganese, magnesium, folate, and provitamin A, all of which are essential for immune function and overall health. And they're rich in polyphenol antioxidants that have powerful anti-inflammatory and immune-supportive properties. And... Vitamin C is essential for wound healing, making leafy greens a good choice when recuperating from after surgery. Then eggs, they keep going back and forth with them. Now they're really expensive because they had to kill a bunch of poor chickens mindlessly for no reason, just because they got some type of disease because these jackasses have to jam these chickens in. These factory farms just pack them in from when you're born until you're dead. You got about a two inch space to walk around. Of course, the idiots there taking care of the places aren't keeping them clean, and we're constantly hearing about bacterial issues and all kinds of bird flus and salmonella outbreaks and all this other shit going on it's like if you're going to torture the damn things at least give them a clean environment and if if you're going to raise them period let them just wander around in the grass fields 
fence them in, grass them, give them the cages, let them have happy lives, and then take them as you need to and quit quit mindlessly torturing all these cows and chicks and chickens and goats and lambs and all these animals that they just pile up in these factory farms. It's just, I can't believe this shit's allowed. If you did it to humans, it would be wrong. We hear about it. Stuff that happened to humans that way years ago and decades ago and centuries ago and people complain about it, but they have no problem doing it to other species. Just because you're an animal doesn't mean you don't have feelings. Fucking idiots. (laughs) Sorry, I get a little testy when I talk about stuff like that. I don't like this world. I don't like the way it's set up. I don't like the way it's governed. I don't like the way they rule everything. I don't like the way that I have no voice unless I'm rich and get some type of government position. Even then, they ain't going to listen to me unless I'm in the top five positions. (laughs) Even there, people don't listen to you because we've got too much experience dealing with dumbasses shouldn't be running things that are and they don't really take things to heart but following surgery your body needs significantly more protein than the current recommended daily allowance uh, eggs are not only an excellent source of highly absorbable protein providing 6 grams per large egg, but also nutrients that support immune health and wound healing. Whole eggs also contain vitamin A and B12, as well as zinc, iron, and selenium, all of which play vital immune roles. Then we got salmon, which is packed with protein, B vitamins, selenium, iron, zinc, and omega-3 fats. Berries are good for you. And this time of year, the berries are awesome. Oh, Christ, everything we've been picking up has been so delicious. Just picked up some strawberries, the grapes, and just blueberries. It's just everything's just awesome this time of year. Uh, I love spring. Spring and summer. Bring the good veggies. Berries are brimming with nutrients and plant compounds that can help support your body's recovery. They have an ample vitamin C, which promotes wound healing by stimulating the production of collagen in your body. They also pack antioxidants like anthocyanins, which are plant pigments that give berries their vibrant color, in addition to providing anti-inflammatory, antiviral, and immune-supporting effects. Nuts and seeds like almonds, pecans, walnuts, sunflower seeds, and hemp seeds are a great choice for fueling your body during the recovery process. They provide plant-based protein, healthy fats, and vitamins and minerals that support healing. They're a good source of zinc, vitamin E, manganese, and magnesium. Poultry when they're not being tortured, 
Specific amino acids, which are building blocks of protein, play important roles in wound healing and immune function. Poultry, including chicken and turkey, pack glutamine and arginine, two amino acids that may aid recovery and healing. Glutamine provides cellular protection during times of stress, such as illness and injury, while arginine assists collagen production and wound healing. Organ meats are some of the most nutritious foods you can eat. They boast many immune-supportive nutrients, including vitamin A, iron, zinc, B vitamins, and copper, which is needed for the production of connections connective tissues, and collagen. And you want to be careful, too. You don't want to overdo all these things and then overboost your immune system and stuff. Check with your doctors, see where your immune system's at and all that, too, just because that could be not so beneficial to you if your immune system's already super high. You might want to watch that. Um, Cruz... Cruciferous vegetables like cauliflower, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and kale are well known for their impressive health benefits. They may support recovery thanks to their wide variety of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Uh, They have glucosinolates, which are compounds that our bodies convert into isothiocyanates and those have been shown to promote immune health by suppressing inflammation, activating immune defenses, and inducing death in effective cells. Plus, these veggies are pack an array of nutrients that your body craves during recovery, such as C and B vitamins. Shellfish, like oysters, mussels, and clams, are loaded with nutrients, especially zinc, that may promote recovery. Zinc is crucial for healthy immune function. And sweet potatoes are a carb that provides energy for your cells required which is required for healing, but also enzymes like hexokinase and citrate synthase, which aid wound repair. And then let's see. Other ways for healing your body, of course, is just a healthy diet, rest, hydration, lots of water, Steer clear of cigarettes and alcohol when recuperating. And watch for deficiencies in certain vitamins. When recovering from illness or surgery, you should fuel your body with foods that are high in nutrients and compounds that promote healing. Salmon, nuts, cruciferous veggies, and several other foods may help optimize recovery. Getting plenty of rest, staying hydrated, and avoiding smoking and alcohol promote optimal healing as well. So, check those out if you're trying to repair your body at all. 
It's a nighttime snacking. You want some snacks that are good for you. Tart cherries and their juice make an ideal late night snack. Since studies suggest they may help you sleep better. 8 ounces of 100% tart cherry juice or one third cup of dried tart cherries have around 140 calories. But watch them too because the tart cherry juice, I've noticed some of them have, are high in sugar content. Uh, snacking on a banana dipped in almond butter may help help increase your body's melatonin levels to support a good night's sleep. All that for only about 165 calories. Kiwis are light, satisfying snack that's rich in vitamin C. Two peeled kiwis pack only 93 calories. They're also a natural source of serotonin, which promotes relaxation and helps curb appetite. A handful of shelled pistachios packs a as much sleep-promoting melatonin as dietary supplements at only 160 calories. That makes sense. When I do get a bag of shelled pistachios and stuff and I have them at night, it seems like I happen to... Now that I think about it, it seems like I sleep better at those nights. I feel more relaxed. A milk-based smoothie supplies protein for muscle repair and tryptophan which is used to make sleep-promoting brain chemicals. An 8-ounce smoothie with low-fat milk and pineapple packs only about 160 calories. And you can use some of the items we just talked about for repairing your body if you are trying to repair yourself and have that for a nighttime snack. Goji berries are an antioxidant-rich snack, which may aid good sleep. One-fourth cup. Of these, tasty dried berries has only 150 calories. The combo of protein from cheese and carbs from crackers supports steady blood sugar levels and the production of sleep-supportive brain chemicals. What's more, four crackers and one stick of reduced-fat cheese pack, only 150 calories... Just about any cooked whole grain can be combined with milk or other toppings for a healthy late night snack. The melatonin in grains like oats and barley support sleep and a three quarter cup of cooked oatmeal made with water only takes, only has 124 calories. And if you go back and listen to my, me talk about my oatmeal recipes, my oats recipe, which will last in your fridge for a week no problem maybe longer but i try to eat it up within a week but i'll make a big batch of the oats with whatever i want to add to it flaxseed mushroom powder stuff like that honey syrup uh, maple syrup for sweeteners whatever type of sweetener you want without using sugars and stuff yeah and you can have them hot or cold. They're already made. Just scoop them in the thing. Good to go. Some trail mix ingredients, such as walnuts and dried cranberries, contain sleep-promoting melatonin. A one-fourth cup serving averages 173 calories, depending on the mix. Measure your trail mix portions to avoid ex- excess calories and 
don't just buy the bag trail mixes and stuff there just packed full of sugars check make your own or check and see if you can find one that's got the good things in it and not all the crap yogurt is a good source of protein which helps curb hunger it's also rich in calcium which has been linked to better sleep a six ounce container of plain non-fat yogurt has only 94 calories and there again there's bad yogurts and they suggest greek yogurts and just look into getting the right ones and don't end up with sugary sugary crap a small whole grain tortilla is a blank slate for a healthy late night snack at only 94 calories just add nutritious toppings or fillings such as hummus or leftover chicken breast and enjoy uh, when we were talking about the yogurt also i if i have it on hand i'll throw a cup or two of greek yogurt into my oats mix uh, pumpkin seeds are rich in magnesium and tryptophan which may help support sleep particularly when eaten with carbs such as raisins or fresh fruit fruit a one ounce serving of pumpkin seeds has 146 calories and we're already in May. October's right around the corner. Pumpkin season. Sit there and when your kids dig out all the pumpkin guts, show them how to separate the seeds, wash them off, throw them on a, some parchment paper on a pan and season them with whatever seasonings you want. Throw them in the oven. Just cook them. I believe 350 is fine till they're dry. The way you want want them to be when you eat them, and teach the kids how to cook pumpkin seeds, and they'll enjoy them, and they can eat them, chew them, and spit them all over the yard. <laughs> Green soybeans, known as edamame, are a good source of protein, including the amino acid tryptophan. Buy them fresh, frozen, or dry roasted. One half cup of fresh edamame has 150 calories, while dry roasted edamame are higher in calories. Uh, you may not think of eggs as a snack, but they're quick to cook and a good source of protein, which helps tame your hunger. One large egg has 72 calories. You can take fresh strawberries. They're are great when you want a visually satisfying large serving for a few calories. Pairing them with brie provides protein to help satisfy hunger a lot longer. One cup of strawberries with one ounce of, of brie has only 147 calories. And I've never really tried it that way. And I like brie, but... I might have to try it with some strawberries sometime. I, we always usually use some type of sweetener to top the brew when you get the block. But yeah, lots of good little nighttime snacks for under 200 calories that you could have if you got the late night munchies. Let's see. <clears throat> Is an apple cider detox worth it? 
Let's see. The use of apple cider vinegar for detoxification, diet, or other benefits goes back thousands of years. As far back as 400 B.C. See, the body is able to detoxify itself. There isn't much scientific research to support the argument that detox diets remove toxins from the body, which we've been learning they are a huge waste of time. <laughs> they could harm the body instead of help the body, so you got to make sure where your body what your body is hungry for or searching for before you just start detoxing things and eliminating things. And a lot of people with the detoxes end up drinking their diet instead of eating their diet. And you don't get the benefits of the body processing the fibers and the foods and they're throwing the fibers parts of the foods out and you're just getting the juice part, which is sometimes the more sugary part, but the supposed benefits you may gain from an apple cider vinegar detox are both internal and external, such as giving the body a good dose of enzymes, increasing potassium intake, supporting a healthy immune system, helping with weight control, promoting pH balance in the body, aiding with healthy digestion, adding good bacteria for the gut and immune function, helping remove sludge toxins from the body, soothing skin and helping keep it healthy, healing acne when used externally. Uh, If you want the basic recipe to try a detox with apple cider vinegar, the basic recipe they give, and you can look up all kinds of different recipes. Just do not drink apple cider vinegar straight. It's going to just damage your throat and hurt and be disgusting. You got to dilute it, break it down. But one to two tablespoons of raw, unfiltered apple cider, apple cider vinegar with eight ounces of purified or distilled water. I don't suggest distilled water. I don't know why they say that. I thought distilled water was non-beneficial for us, for humans. So I could be wrong. So use your judgment or talk to a doctor. And one to two ta- tablespoons of sweeteners, such as organic honey, maple syrup, or four drops of stevia, which I think is disgusting. Stevia just leaves that taste that... Ugh. But they say some people taste it, some people don't. I do. It's disgusting. But yeah, there's many variations of this basic drink. But some include adding lemon juice. Others add a dash of cayenne pepper. I agree with that. The one I have uses lemon and cayenne. But with an apple cider vinegar detox, you consume this type of drink regularly regularly for a set period of time, several days to a month or more. Many people choose to consume it three times each day, upon waking, mid-morning, and again mid-afternoon. There isn't any formal research specifically about apple cider vinegar as a part of a detox 
diets. So be careful what you're getting yourself into. And use your judgment. Uh, watch. You know your body. You, you, Your body talks to you. You just got to hear it, listen to it, and see how it goes. Uh, there's lots of ways to get apple cider vinegar into your system. I personally prefer my salad dressing, which I've mentioned multiple times in the past. And for some reason, I had lantiseptic bookmarked. Why? I do not know. Lantiseptic is a skin protectant. It's the original skin protectant. It helps prevent and treat skin irritation, protects chafed skin or minor skin irritations, Due to incontinence, helps seal out wetness. So yeah, if you got any type of incontinence problems, this would probably be something good to have on hand. And that, that way you got anything, if you have to deal with any type of rashing, or which can happen from raw, wet areas, and all that fun, nasty stuff that happens with our bodies when we got issues. But yeah. For some reason that company was brought to my attention and I don't know how good they are. The products are still out there and I probably bookmarked it years ago. So There is a reason for it. Other than that, I think we're out of time. For today, we can't think of anything else offhand that I really need to go over with everybody. Um, and we'll get back tomorrow with a health segment, more than likely. And I'm going to keep trying to do the videos, even though I'm having problems with them. And I lost a couple now and wasted a few hours trying to get things set up and going. And didn't work out anyways in the long run so i'll eventually figure all this computer shit out or i'll just give up on it but <laughs> be good to yourself be good to everybody else kick shit out of monster stay who you are don't let anybody bring you down check out crimson color comic club check out under the call check out under the call of ms rate review tell a friend subscribe Give us thumbs up. Do whatever you can to help get us any type of recognition. Send us questions, comments to Kevin the Duck, Kevin the Duckpool at gmail.com. And we'll get back to you, to you again probably tomorrow. Bye.